welcome to the Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Tudor, Certified Lifestyle Medicine Practitioner. My aim is to help everyday people understand science, not the science, and to use that understanding to make better choices for their health and well-being. Each episode, I'll be bringing my latest Substack post to you in audio form. For the full visual experience, including graphs, charts, images, and videos, view the accompanying post in my Empowered Substack. And now, let's dive in. Episode 72, Informed Consent for Vaccination Died Decades Ago, A Reader's Story. I was sent the following account by a reader in response to my article, Deja Vu All Over Again, The Hubinkoff Vaccine Fiasco. It's a truly chilling story which underlines the fact that, as I wrote in another previous article, Your Doctor is Not Your Doctor, quote, the forced incorporation of health practitioners into the apparatus of public health has for all intents and purposes destroyed the doctor-patient relationship, end quote. A doctor cannot serve the interests of his or her patients while also serving as an enforcer of state-sanctioned vaccination policies. Jennifer's story is a warning to all of us that we must always question everything we're instructed or advised to do by any medical practitioner, and for that matter, any alternative health practitioner. Ask why the treatment, procedure or investigation is being advised. What is the evidence for it? Ask to see studies. Don't accept the practitioner's word for it. What are the potential harms? Are there any alternatives? And what is likely to happen if you opt for a different treatment path or decline to have the condition treated at all? If the practitioner is applying pressure to you, tell him or her that you appreciate the advice but need time to think it over. Never be afraid to seek a second or third opinion. The well-being and even the life of you or a loved one may depend on your willingness to take personal responsibility for all health decisions. Jennifer was a young mum at the time that she and her sons were unwittingly enrolled into a medical experiment without any informed consent. Thankfully, all three appear to have evaded long-term harm, and the experience made Jennifer a far more discerning customer of the medical business. Many people have not been so lucky. Without further ado, here is Jennifer's story, shared with her permission. In early December 1989, I was living with my family in Hobart, Tasmania. My two sons and I went in to see my GP for my younger son's 18-month medical checkup. The doctor coerced me under duress, basically alluded that I was being a negligent mother if I didn't vaccinate my baby son, and in the process conned me into having a whooping cough booster with my children. No problem, I thought. It was to demonstrate to my sons that we all copped injections as a matter of course in life. Within a month, we all had whooping cough that lasted the full three months. During this time, we went to South Australia to attend my mother's marriage to her second husband. Yes, we coughed through the entire ceremony. It would otherwise be unremarkable, except that at the time we did not have access to phone and internet services like we do now. I used the opportunity while at my mother's place to call my South Australian family doctor, who asked me where we received these vaccinations. I told him. He sighed and said something like how he was not supposed to tell me what he was about to say, but that in Adelaide and Hobart there was a trial being done with a new live cell whooping cough vaccination. Apparently, it had created an epidemic, and we had been caught up in the net. He was extremely apologetic and said we simply had to write it out. After this, nothing more was heard about it. He said that the medical community were hoping that it would not get any worse than it already was, and said that from what he had observed so far, that we should be okay. 
The point for me, though, was that we had been subjected to an experimental trial and had not been informed of this prior to the injections, and the doctor in Hobart who had administered this had been particularly persuasive. That was when I woke up. I'm thankful that we were not injured more than we were. However, I think as it was my eldest son's second injection, it did affect him more than my younger son, who never had any further vaccines. Neither have I. I don't know if this is a story that would interest you or if you have had other readers who have contacted you with a similar experience. Neither am I sure how it would be possible to find out more about this. Thank you for reading my story. Yours sincerely, Jennifer. I followed up with Jennifer to see if she had any more information about the experimental pertussis vaccine that was administered to her family, but unfortunately, she had not been able to obtain any more details. Jennifer also shared the following wish, quote, My hope is that others in Hobart or Adelaide might come forward to share their stories if they might have been affected as we were at the time, end quote. If you know or suspect that you were also affected by this experimental pertussis vaccine, or if you were involved in the trial as a medical practitioner and can shed any light on it, please reach out to me so I can connect you with Jennifer. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and on your socials, and make sure you subscribe to my Empowered Substack so you never miss a post.